What's up, everybody? It's your pal, Val, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Val, and today is going to be a very exciting episode. We are bringing on a special guest who I will introduce in just a minute, but for now, I want to thank all of my listeners who have been sticking along with me the entire way and those who are joining and continue to support me. I really appreciate it. This is our second to last episode of the semester, and this is actually the last guest that we'll have on for the season. Next episode will be just me, and it'll be our finale episode. So it's very exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. And I, I have been receiving requests to possibly put some episodes out during the intercession. So we shall see. No promises yet. But before I introduce the guest, I'm going to play a song that he's requested for me to play. And this one is called Chances by Five for Fighting. So here we go. All right, so that was the song Chances by Five for Fighting, and I'll just give our guests another chance to introduce yourself and say who you are. Yeah, so again, my name is Kevin Camry. I'm a student here. I'm a freshman here at Fairfield University, um, and um, like Val, I'm a part of the WBFM, not in the radio station, but in the podcast um, situation in the podcast area, and I'm uh, very glad to be here today. Well, um, I will put a little antidote there that, you know, 
your pal Val is moving its way towards being a podcast as well. So the episodes do record and it is a live show. But we are working to provide it for others to listen after the fact because there has been a lot of demand for that. But anyway, we want to talk about your song. Chances, why did you pick it? What does it mean to you? Why did you choose this to introduce you? Yeah, so to give to give some context, um, first time I heard this song was in 2011, which was 11, 12 years ago. 12 years ago which was that feels like a while ago um and so i'm a wrestling fan and this song played in tribute um as a hall of fame video introducing the, like another hall of, like a, a, the newest member of a hall of fame class in, in the wwe which is a wrestling company um and whenever i hear this song like i feel motivated and i feel um i get lost in the moment when i hear this song and it's one of the songs that on my playlist that like once it comes on, I, I like put it on repeat and hear like six, seven times, nine times before I, I um, you know, go to the next song. It's one of those songs like you know that I just really enjoy um, and like really found like meaning and purpose to. And um, you know, I think that you know with some of with some of the like the lyrics, um, you know, it's, 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 it has and is spoken to some parts of my life. So I just felt like it was, you know, a perfect song to introduce me. I love that. I definitely enjoyed the song, and it was my first time listening. I think Kevin was trying to convince me to vet the song, but (laughs) I was telling him that I do live listens because, as my friends know, I'm kind of not the most up-to-date with the trends. Not everyone is. I'm not that person either. And I rely on my friends to (laughs) fill me in. So, I mean, I did not know about that WWE tribute. I'm not really... A huge fan. I mean, I know what it is. I'm not living completely under a rock. <laughs> but yeah. So that's really cool. And thank you for sharing that. So now we're kind of moving into, I guess, our interview part of the, the show. Figuring out who you are. Letting the listeners know. And, you know, uh, I, <laughs> I really do love my listeners. Because I don't know who's out there. But I do know some people who come back to me and say... I love the show, and thanks for doing it. I'm even being encouraged to do it over winter break. So if that's something you want to hear, let me know. I mean, I can't imagine I'm doing that much that I can't do an episode a week. Some people, you guys should call in. Val is a very nice person. I know, but every time I give the number, nobody calls in. (laughs) So, I mean, you know what, Kevin? Before we start, why don't you just go ahead and read the number off the wall there and see if anyone will call. The studio number is 203-254-4. One one one. To repeat myself, two zero three, two five four, four one one one. Wow, you read that very well. <laughs> <laughs> like an infomercial. I love that. <laughs> so uh, please call. I mean, I think I've been reading the number off for probably five consecutive episodes, <laughs> and the only person that called was somebody who was in the studio <laughs> while we were recording. So. <laughs> Come on, you guys can't do that like that. I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's just how they feel about me. Uh, they, I guess they just want their own whole episode. So just, that's their phone call. They just all come on for the full episode, which I'm, I'm here for it, honestly, really. But if you want another chance to voice what you have to say, if you have any questions to ask, please just call the number throughout the show. We'll pick up. One more time. 203-254-4111. Write that down, people, and call in, please. See, nothing ever happens. (laughs) But, okay, so we're going to talk about a lot of different things today, but I think something that would be an interesting way to start is adjusting to college, because we've talked a lot about that on the podcast with other people before. I've talked about my own struggles with it. I've had other people talk about their own struggles with it. And you, to me, are an anomaly, (laughs) because you, like are just living the best life. Like <laughs> you are so happy to be here. You've adjusted like that and I just want to know how <laughs> why like speak to your experience there. Um yeah, so um for those who don't know, Fairfield University is a Catholic Jesuit institution. Um and I, I can go in more into depth about that later. And I went to a Catholic Jesuit high school in Boston. I'm from Massachusetts. I, I say Boston geographically. That's where I'm, that guys where most people know. And I also grew up and was raised for the first 
seven years of my life in Boston. So like I and I have family live there, and so I just I I like I'm 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 built in quote unquote um in in Boston Dorchester, um and like the values and the environment, the vibe was just like very very similar, if not the same, um as it was in high school than as it is here, um and I'm gonna be honest. Um, you know, acad- from an academic standpoint, at least for like first semester, like, like, like my like you know the, the manner in which my high school prepared me, like my high school, like the workload, or like it was, it felt harder than it has here. Not being said, the work is not challenging, and you know, and and because of like like the freedom of schedule, I've I've you know procrastinated more often than I should. But um, yeah, like it's a very similar environment. And especially with having like the the priests that live on campus, um, the campus ministry here, so some of the things I was involved with high and some of the things I was involved with in high school, um, and and so yeah, for me it's just been a easy transition, easier than most people, um, and I attribute that to um, the Jesuit education that I received, and also because I am my father's son. Um, what do you mean by that? Uh, I'm you know I'm very much like my father. Um, like you know, people always say, "Yeah, you remind me of your father." You do this, you do that. It's like some of the small things, and um, you know, like what characteristics of your yeah, life? like um, me, me and my father were were, were very outgoing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so, more so, um, like before, because you know, like like having you know living through COVID and all that, having six kids, like you know, you you start to like shut down. I'm, it's like uh-uh, I got, I can't do this no more. I'm too old for this. You know, the, the, there's a famous, there's a famous Denny. Danny Glover line from Lethal Weapon. Um, if you haven't seen it, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like, like you know, what I mean, like, I'm just very engaging, and like, you know, like, I just like love like taking advantage of experiences and opportunities, and like that kind of, and like in part, like, has made it so, um, you know, like so great and so, um, you know, um, the way it is. You know what I mean? Because like. You're an extrovert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with them, yeah, like being like having a having a podcast through the WBOM or, um, you know, like other other things. I'm not gonna take time to go, but like just like that stuff. So like, yeah, I'm like I take I take after my father, both both good and bad. So, yeah. That's very interesting that you mentioned that because I feel like our stories line up in a lot of similar ways. Whereas I agree with that. The first semester, I, granted, I'm not in that challenging we major. I have friends who are nursing majors or who are in the engineering school. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not in that world. Yeah. So I can't speak to why my sociology courses are, I mean, they engage me and they're, they speak to me. Yeah. I know for other people that might be difficult and same for, goes for the opposite of me taking nursing classes and stuff like that. But I, I, I can agree with that. I think the first semester adjusting, and I'm also an extrovert, and I'm also outgoing, and I also go to all these events. So <laughs> I don't know, Kevin. I think that we're going to have to dive a little bit deeper there. I, I don't know. I think that all the things that you've talked about are things that I also feel like <sighs> I embody, and I don't know why. I'm struggling. But that's interesting that you mentioned all of those things. And I think a lot of it has to do with just who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's – I think it's reassuring because it's not telling people, oh, do this, and you'll feel, like, more involved. I think it's just – you it's human came on nature. Campus. It's your human nature. Yes. It's what you were given with, what you were born with. Okay. Okay. I think we'll. <laughs> I think we'll dive a little bit more into that, but we'll see. I. I'm just trying to figure out the answer here. Of course. No. No, no pressure. <laughs> if I find it, I will let all the listeners know because I, I know. I know there are other people out there who feel the same way. Okay. So, speaking of college, we want to kind of dive into what you want to do, mm-hmm. why you want to do it, why are you here at Fairfield? What are you studying? Where are you go- looking to go with that? Yeah. Um, so I am double majoring here at Fairfield in both in theology and psychology with minors in economics and humanitarian action. And reason so being is I've come to understand, you know, from my high school experience that I'm that I live my life based off of service. I'm service driven. And Whatever that means, like whatever like my career goes, it's all in like the aspect of service. And from and like oh and I I grew up in a strong faith um environment, like and I went to Catholic school the majority of my life. I've been around like people of faith for all my life. Um and from fourth grade until like the middle of or until like December of my senior year, I was dead set and focused on becoming a priest. 
Um, and I was like, yeah, I become a priest. Like people ask me what what type of priest. Like I'm like diocesan, which is like you know like the local priest you see at, at, at your local parish. Uh, I'm like a Jesuit or, or Franciscan. I'm like I don't know, you know, and and you know just like grappling with that. Um, and like it wasn't until like, I got into started getting acceptance letters because like I got accepted. I got accepted to eight out of the nine schools that I applied That's to. That's awesome. Um, yeah, um, and badge of honor. No, no, no. I, I was, I was just gonna, I was just gonna name the school that did, that that deferred and waitlisted. I said, like, "Nah, that's petty." Uh, <laughs> but um, and then I, I, I was like unsure, and then like I was like the, the financial aid packages rolled. I'm like, wow, and, like I'm like very unsure because schools actually want me to be there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, um, and like it wasn't until I talked to my spiritual advisor that I had at the time, Father Nolan. He said, "I go to college. I was going to like you know bring a lot of clarity and and you know and like." provide insight on what like what you're truly called to do um and you know i must and like i'm not and like the, not the back burner but like you mean like you know like alternatives to say if i'm not could be called if i'm not called to be a priest is being a guidance counselor or teacher or a campus minister like all with all hopefully at my former high school like i mean like i'm wow full circle yeah i mean i call myself the prodigal son of my high school <laughs> really um you know, and uh, so, yeah, yeah. That's interesting that you mentioned that, and I think it's cool how you come in with an idea of what you want to do, but at the same time, you're not completely dead set on that, and you're leaving yourself room for options. Yeah. I mean, you kind of know the umbrella. I think everybody knows, you know, do I want to be a doctor, or medical practitioner or something versus mm-hmm. do I want to be a teacher or something like that? I think those are kind of polar opposites in a way, but yeah. at the same time, I mean, some people do have those journeys, and that's totally valid as well. But I think that we kind of know, okay, I want to be in business. I want to be in service. I want yeah, to be yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's interesting that you do that. I'm kind of in the same boat there. But are you, like, when you envision your career, do you see yourself standing on the altar being a priest? I think that's what <laughs> everybody wants to know. Um, I have to be honest with you, I don't know. Really? Um. You know, as as time moves on, as you know, I've like I've like gone through um, my experience here at Fairfield. Um, I've just you know, it hasn't left my mind that possibility, but it's not like up upset. You know what I mean? Before I before here, I was like you know, like because like, you know what I mean? Like I was like pretty adamant about it. I was like tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, and then my friends would be like, yeah, baptize my kids, do my weddings. I'm like, that's like, I, and I'm like, bro. That's, well, that's like, what yeah, 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 I got you. But I'm saying, like, yo, like, I'm not even there yet. And plus, like, we, like, we, we might, we, like, I might be, like, stationed, like, you know, or I might be sent to, like, you know, California mm-hmm. or, like, some, like, Canada. Like, I might be, like, you know, be somewhere else. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and, so uh, find your own priest. <laughs> not like that. I was saying, like, yo, like, you're just saying that to say, like, I'm like, stop, like, stop, like, oh, yeah. Oh, they like, were being mean about it. No, no, being you're just saying to say I'm like yo I'm like miss me with that you know okay uh, but wouldn't but, you still want to go to their baptisms anyway or their well I mean way? if they're really your friends you would be at their wedding anyway uh, I mean if I was invited then yeah but <laughs> so might as well just do um that. but like no but like you know what I mean and 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 like you know but I think I think it's more of a I think it I, you know the way I like I think about faith and conceptualize it, it's like more it's like more than just sort of oh do like do this or that like no it's it's of course it's more, you know, but those are special n- moments. Of- yeah, yeah, yeah no, I got you. But I'm saying, like, it's, but, like, you know, it doesn't, they're not doing it from, like, they're just doing, you know, they're saying that, you know, and envisioning it as, you know, as, as a satisfactory thing for themselves and probably for their family, but not doing it, not, you know, not, like, generally, like, not generally doing it because, like, they want to uh, experience, um, you know, a greater, a greater relationship with, of God in their in their marriage and their you know in their kids or kids lives so so you're saying they wouldn't go through the church if you weren't yeah essentially essentially okay okay but yeah so um but yeah no like i like you know what i mean but, but maybe you could be that person for them no i mean yeah i mean but like i don't you know, i'm gonna be honest like i haven't i haven't spoken to these are my, my middle school classmates i haven't spoken to them in like four years four okay. or five but I mean, yet I, you still mention them yeah that. i yeah i do like in this in this particular story because like, like it's just like you know because like they say all the time like and you know like um yeah I mean, because like, we all we all we all went our separate ways like you know we all have our each path and like i talked i talked to some you know from time to time 
Um, and of course, yeah, they, of course, you're just saying, yeah, are you still going to be a priest? It's like, I'm like, oh my God, it's like, no, I don't know anymore. It's That's like, good, though. Um, it's so. something that you used to want. I think everybody grows up saying, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be, you know, the president of the United States. I mean, that was me. I wanted to be the president. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stopping you. What's that? Nothing stopping you. I know, but I grew up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I'm a little bit more critical. Sociology, that can take you a long no, way. No, I know. I just think that politics in general, I, I don't. I mean, we have a, we have a woman vice president, so, like, and I think, like, you know, like. No, no, no. I can, don't think being a woman is stopping me, Kevin. Um, I think if I wanted to do it, I would. Mm-hmm. I just think that I could do so much more okay. than being president gotcha. for four years. Got it. So, that's just my or personal eight. belief. But, or eight. <laughs> that's true. But, you know. The power that they wield is not as much as one would think. Mm-hmm. And I think I could exhibit change in other ways. But back to you. I want to know. So you're obviously not 100% sure about this priesthood thing. and uh-huh. I'll, I'll let up on it later. But I feel like everybody just wants to know. When people think of Kevin, they think of Kevin the priest. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. How do you feel about like the permanence of the position? And I know you have said that it's not entirely permanent. But I feel like once a priest, always a priest. Like People say when you become a parent, you're always you're not going to be a mom or dad. Like even if your kid dies or the worst happens, you're always going to be a parent. Yeah. So if you enter the priesthood, you go through all those things. You're ordained a priest. You're always a priest. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Um. Well, see, like that is true. That is a very great way to put it. But um, yeah, I feel like that's like people use oh like it's such a permanent thing. It's like you know what I mean like you can't get married, you can't do this, and um. I just view it like as a way, as a means of, um, you know, living as one calling, right? And it's not any to me, but it's a, it's a prolonged thing because you can retire, but that's still you still like you still hold it. You can still like do magic. Still, still yeah, exactly. That's like you I mean, and like mm-hmm. that's what's part of the beauty of it because like you know it doesn't matter like how old you get. It doesn't matter like what you do. Like that's still like um, a position that's still a. Um, you know, something. It's still a real thing that you, that you know that that you know to be true, um, and you know, and I think that it is a a wonderful thing to do because like you live your life of service, like from like the point you say yes until until the time we part, right? And like, and I feel like that's like the beauty of it, right? Because like you know, what I mean like like you know, you continue serving. Like yeah, you can see even like some Jesuits here. There's like there's like some Jesuit here with like. A cane and a walker. Like I don't know. I forgot his name. I, I met him like three or four times. I still don't remember his name. Or you see, You'll like there, so you know what I mean. Or, yeah. or like Father Duty, um, who's a you know, um, following Rainy. Like they're older. Uh, they're older gentlemen. But you know what I mean. Like they still find meaning. They still find purpose. And you know, and as like time gone, like they they come to understand more and more. Their like like you know why like they were chosen and why and like what truly their mission and, and ministry is so i find i like i don't like view it as just saying oh it's such a permanent thing mm-hmm. well like i guess no i just view it as a extended an extended bridge that um that that you walk on and with 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 you know as as it gets as you like walk it and get longer like you get more clarity you get more sincerity you get more understanding um so okay I that's think that's an interesting take on it. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this question on the air. Women in the priesthood, why not? Honestly, I think it's based off the church and, and the aspect of patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, because technically speaking, there should be women deacons because there were there are there were there's proof that women were deacons mm-hmm. in the time. Right. But we're so fixated on the idea of of the patriarchy right mm-hmm. and like and how like the, in the time of Jesus it was such like a male dominated like, society um, which we still live in today yes in, to an extent yes not 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 in the way maybe not in those same yeah, ways yeah not in the yeah because like in the time of Jesus like you know like if uh, I mean this still happens you know to an extent here but and in, in, not here but in, in our time but like you mean like if, if like you know some if a girl was raped or or something, and she had a child. Like like all the men would just gather like her against the wall and stone her. Like you mean it's like it's your fault you got raped. And so in, in a sense that still happens today. Or or even like all right. Well, the, okay, well I'm, I'm stop you there, Kevin, yeah, because so, that's getting a little bit. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Into the no no no. I'm sorry I'm sorry. But um uh, but yeah. But, it, 
do you think that there will ever be a world in which women are part of the priesthood? And do you think they should be? I would like to see because I think, you know, it would give um, like it would give like um, a well-rounded um, perspective. understand perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Right. And, you know, I mean, and I think that, you know, and ultimately too, like, like, like it's still like, like, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't doesn't degrade doesn't mean anything less of a woman being mm-hmm. a priest like that doesn't you know in other like faith traditions women are ministers women women are like yes. priests ba- yep. like pastors so yeah, like yeah. you mean so um it doesn't like i think it's like time for the church to get with the program you mean i think i think like i think there's so much like the like you know um and they say oh like the, the bible or it doesn't say like women are this well it doesn't say that it did it, it didn't say that they can't so mm-hmm. why are we still fixated on you know what I mean like it's like we have to like kind of have a loose construction a loose yeah. idea yeah. because then we're, we're allowed to you know get a difference we're allowed to be open to change and um see 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 like the church and like the world in a in a um better and better world light so well i for one think i would be an excellent outstanding priest and i feel robbed of the opportunity i mean not saying that i would choose that career path but at the same time i don't have the option so that's a little bit unfair to me and i just i don't know i don't think the Catholic Church is on their way to reforming it at any time soon. I mean, I don't get that impression all at all. But, I mean, why not? I just... And I'm glad to hear that you don't know of a reason why not. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That there's, there's the definitive reason. But at the same time, that's even more sad. Yeah. Because if there's not, then why is change still not oh, yeah. happening? All right. Well, that's an interesting thing, and I'm excited to see what you do. I'm excited to, you know, see if you do become a priest, and if you don't, I mean, do you have any inclinations of I want to be a parent or I want to get married so bad or anything? Or I just want freedom in my life in the way that you wouldn't have. <laughs> well, you have, you'd be surprised the amount of, of quote unquote freedom that priests have. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you're living the life of a bachelor now, as I think about it. <laughs> but because I'm thinking, you know, sometimes I know that you're the oldest of six. Yeah. So you have five younger siblings. And I sometimes hear that people who. Ha- Basically, I mean, not that you raise your siblings, but at the same time, you were involved with them yeah. so heavily that now you like, raised them. Yeah, yeah. So you've already kind of had kids. Yeah. So in a sense, I oh. can understand why you might not want. Yeah. To um. Well, I, this is like a constant thing I had, like a constant like back and forth that mm-hmm. I have with people, and I and like my answer is always the same. I say like like I understand like, but like to, to, just to. To limit that, saying oh, it's only like to limit that aspect, saying oh, like you don't want a priest, you want to be a priest. What about getting married, and having kids? Mm-hmm. I not mean, that's a, not for everybody. Yes, exactly. That's what my whole body said. Like, yeah, yeah. we're saying like marriage and and having kids is not meant for everybody. Mm-hmm. Or for like, like you know, what I mean, like we live in a society where like people are un, un, are unhappy in their marriage because they just rush into marriage because that's what society says. Like you're not right. like you I mean not, not everyone is meant to be married. Not everyone's meant to have kids. And and we and you know we live in a world where like you know like parents are not ha- parents are not raising their kids in the right way. You mm-hmm. mean and stuff like that. So the Ivory, that's saying I'm like that's that, that's fine. Like like you know and you saying that, but for me like I I you know I and and I'm not meaning to say like both being married and having kids, it's service in in and of itself, mm-hmm. right? And it's not a reciprocated. It's not a reciprocated thing. Like when you I mean at least for at least for like you know parenting. It's not a two-way thing. You love right. your child no matter what. Like, just, you don't respect, you don't expect anything back. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, like, being free, that's, like, you know, at least for me, that's, like, the, that's, like, the ultimate, like, you know, like, the, like, the, like the most word sign of service. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you, like, you give to God your life, um, and, and, um, you know, and you, um, you know, like, you're and yeah and, and you and you will and you're willing to you know like sacrifice as you say as people say yeah like that and, you know like physical pleasure and like pleasure having a family and and what have you and you know like I said like, like I said like I said now I want someone to have a family now I want to have a kid so like it's, that's just you know the way I and go and you probably about. will have a ton of kids in your life anyway because I'm sure that your younger siblings will yeah yeah have children at least some of them. <laughs> So, yeah, that's an interesting take on it. And like I said, I'm interested to see where you go with that. It's definitely commitment. And I'm interested to hear about that because I haven't met anybody my age who said, (laughs) I want to be a priest. And so when I met you, I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know, I mean, that's cool that you're so committed. And when you tell people what you want to do, you're like, I want to be a priest. And maybe now that answer is changing and that's totally fine. But at least when I met you, you were saying, I want to be a priest. So 
So something else we wanted to talk about was you being a first-generation American, because I feel like Mm. that is a very interesting take here. I can trace back. I mean, I'm technically... I I can't say that both of my parents are from a foreign country, so uh-huh. that's very interesting. I, my, my, I guess on my dad's side, I would be second generation, and on my mom's side, I would be second, but then also fourth. So it's kind of a mix. Like my Wait, yeah. Where are your parents from? My parents are well. My parents are from America, uh-huh. but or my, fa- my grandparents, some of them, three of the four of them are from Poland. Okay, and then. The other ones also are, but like they were in America longer. So okay. that so anyway, basically, I guess the closest removed I am would be two generations where you are first generation. Got you. So, and I feel like here, you know, we have international students, and that's awesome. But I want to hear your take on it because I don't think I've met a ton of people who are in your boat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, like I, I don't really think about it. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I mean, I think about you know, like you know, like my parents being immigrants, so like and like you know, like the, um, like the, the inexplicit and explicit pressures that like come that come from that, you mm-hmm. know, especially like for me being the oldest. But you know what I mean, like yeah, like thinking like I'm first gen. Like also, I didn't, even, I didn't even, I, I, I mean, I was a bit confused on the, at the, on like what first gen meant. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I don't know, because I was like, mm, I'm like. First gen, it's just like, mm, like my, my parents are Jewish citizens, so like I'm like, mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of what I thought about. That's like, cause yeah, I I mean that's that's just ignorance on my part. Cause I, I mean I was I always had the opportunity to look it up. I just like yeah, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like as as like I don't you know really you know I don't really like you know look at that as you know as something that like I mean yeah obviously it's a defining thing, but I don't just I don't look at it as like oh I am first gen, I'm this and this and like I I'm, I'm like you know I I always say yeah I'm Haitian American. Um, you know, apparently I'm like, a, like I'm, 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 I'm offspring, I'm offspring of, of immigrants, a family, you know, like I come from a family of immigrants. Like I have to, you know, do my part in, in, you know, um, projecting, um, um, you know, my, my family's values and my family. Um, so we, you know, we can be up as they say. So. Yeah. And yeah. do you feel like that influences your experience here in a way that other people. Do in a way. Yeah, because like I mean, I'm like very, I'm very intentional in the things that I do, mm-hmm. um, and I do things for you know for my family, and I do things you know tonight to show like because I'm not I'm not the, I'm not the first to go to college, right? Right. Okay. Uh, my parents, my parents, um, both went to college. Right. Uh, my aunts. So you have that. My aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both went. My aunts and uncles they all went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like more so like for my younger siblings. You know, saying yeah, like this is like these are just like like. You see what I'm doing. You could do more. Like you mean, it's just like stuff like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. things are like things are possible for like quote unquote people like us. Um, you know, so. And you do have like that gratitude and appreciation that other people. I mean, not that other people aren't, but it's just that perspective. I mean, I have friends back home who are first generation Americans. My dad was one, and so I'm familiar with that. And that I don't want to speak to your experience at all, but I just you know. We have that nature of that term and why it is the way that it is. And sometimes maybe we make too much of a deal out of it. And for some people, it might be more significant than others, especially depending where your parents are immigrants from and mm-hmm. all of that. But it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, what? It, it's almost like a badge of honor. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like you're proud of where you're from, which I think is amazing. And also you're not using it as something to hold you back. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So, something that is my probably like favorite segment on this show, which everybody knows, it's called Not a Psych Major Psychoanalysis because I'm not a psych major and I love to psychoanalyze unprofessionally. Uh, I will. Luckily, well, she has a psych major on, so. Right? <laughs> right? That's awesome. Because I will throw a caveat out there. It's not like I'm assuming that these are the way things are based off of my psychoanalysis of them. I do it with a grain of salt. Like, I like to dive <laughs> things in, but I don't actually necessarily believe them 100%. Yeah. So I'll say that. And I know that it's all just for fun. So what we're, what, something that we have talked a lot about. What's that? What? Am I missing something? I, I mean, is it not supposed to be on? No, it's not supposed to be on. Oh. <laughs> everyone always jokes. Sorry. Well, side note. Everyone always jokes in the studio about the on-air sign. It never lights up. The okay. show is on. Okay. <laughs> we sorry. are recording. We are live. It just doesn't work. Okay. I don't, I don't know if there's a way to turn it on. 
wait i don't know i don't think so i'll have to figure this out another time <laughs> but <laughs> essentially not a psych major psychoanalysis we are going to be psychoanalyzing something that i think we have psychoanalyzed on the show before and i am so interested in what everybody has to say about this topic because i just think it's so interesting and that's the education system. I mean, more specifically, probably high school, private versus public. And I just have a lot of things to say about it because I'm passionate about where I was educated. And it's not like a superiority complex. Like, I'm sure there are good educations that you can receive elsewhere. But I also wonder. Mm-hmm. I also wonder. So why don't you talk a little bit about where you went to high school? I know you already did, but kind of maybe just talk about the institution itself, how it was set up and why you think it was so beneficial to you. Yeah. So, um, I went to, like I said before, I went to a Jesuit, a Catholic, Catholic Jesuit high school in Boston, Boston college high school. Um, and, um, you know, they were like very like keen on like, you know, us do like, you know, doing the, like living at the Jesuit values and whatever. Mm Um, and like, I mean, like more. So, I mean, more so, like in writing than like you know in English and anything else. Like, like they, you know, we were like very like focused and driven on that. You mean because I said like you know like like the one of our missions, yeah, like by like your senior year or by the time you graduate, you will know how to write a good paper, decent paper, um, at best. Uh, and like that was like that was a really fixated like throughout my throughout my time uh, in high school. Um, and yeah, and it's just like the amount of like workload that we had, you know, and like, and I mean, and 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 our West Coast kind of addressed this, like, yeah, like our school is like so AP driven, like you mean, like in like you know, like we don't like kids don't take classes they enjoy, they just want to take, they just want to have like the thing on the transcript. So like, I mean, we, like we did, I mean, in a sense, we did it to ourselves, but also it was like the school that they embraced it, like, yeah, like like you mean, like we would be in AP, like we would like, you know, do the work that AP required, and like, you know. We're complaining, just like, oh, this sucks, <laughs> you know, and just get, mm-hmm. you know, get along with it. And, um, yeah, no, for me, it's been, like, um, yeah, I, I obviously, like, academic piece, like, you know, like, I'm pretty all right in that sense. But, like, war, like for me, um, like, it was, like, like an emotional safe haven for me. Like, you mean, like, and I like, get experience Because, like, yeah, like, I, like, went on, like, retreats. I did service opportunities. And I had conversations that, like, maybe the person I am today. Like, and think, they're all in your high school. Yes. Okay. Um, I think about experience. So we had, like, a St. Louis project, which was a a service experience where we would go into go into downtown Boston and, um, you know, like, like have conversations and provide like care packages for our homeless brothers and sisters on the streets, right? And like I think about that time, like like you know what I mean, like like we were, we wouldn't provide food because we wanted to get you know go out to go to themselves and get the basic necessities they needed, but we just like get like like snacks and stuff, mm-hmm. like you know snacks, gloves, lip gloss, toothpaste, not lip gloss, um um lip balm like chapstick. Yeah, chapstick. Sorry, I, I mean it is cold in Boston, <laughs> I so for, you need I that. For us, like, no, yeah, you're lip, good. Lip balm. Stuff like that. I mean, basically, it's just heat packs, masks, you know, yeah. um, you know, Dunkin' Donuts gift card. You know what I mean? And provide provide conversation because, like, I mean, like it's like a homeless person w- could go three weeks without without hearing their name called, and that mm-hmm. that really dehuman that really dehumanizes a person because you don't know how much your name like means. Right. Un- you know what I mean? Until you do not hear someone call you by your name, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hey, shut up, uh, get out, get away. Like that's like right. you know, just I mean, people not wanting you being pushed to the mar- margins, like. Um, like that really, like really affects them, and like, and you know, what I mean, like every time I went, it was profound because, like, because, like, you realize there are people like you, like, like they don't, you know, what I mean, like, circumstances just have led, you know, I think of a man, I think his name was Charlie. Um, you know, he was like, you know, like, he was doing well in his life, he was fine, and like, you know, and he happened to step in one day and like save a woman from getting from getting raped, but he ended up getting stabbed and could not pay his medical bills, and now that's how he ended up homeless. Right, so when we, every time we think of people who go homeless, oh, they didn't do well in school, they did drugs. I'm like, all right, that's that's something you can have. Right, and I agree with you 100 percent with everything that you're saying. I feel passionate about those issues as well. I think it has to do a lot of the times of just the infrastructure of the country and how it's run, and yeah. we don't, you know, praise people for doing things the way that Charlie did. And I agree with you 100 percent. And I think those are all wonderful things. And I'm glad that you were able to achieve that through your private school. Um, and I think those are all awesome yeah. things that we could talk about. Uh, but to kind of go back to the issue at hand, do you think that that is an experience you could have only gained through your private school experience? Not necessarily, no. 
Um, I do think though, like you know, depending on where you live, like public schools are like you know could are like hit or least, miss. Y- yeah, no, not hit or miss. It's just like underfunded, and like, that's sure. that's where that understands oh hit or miss comes from. Uh huh. Um, and you mean it doesn't allow you to do like you know set opportunities only because like they're not like you know they like, they're not it's not accessible to to uh-huh. those kids. And so, being where you are from Boston, you feel that the public schools in the area would have been the, the education you received would have been inferior to one that you have because of your private school education. No, not necessarily. That, not necessarily that because, like, I mean, I went to like public school from kindergarten and first grade. They got mm-hmm. like that they, as an experiments type. Yeah. Um. But also too, like, it was also like with my parents speaking too, was saying because like they were like, yeah, like you know, and going to private high school, like yeah, like that you focus on faith and stuff like that so mm-hmm. like they were like you know like you know in the formation of that but like outside of that like like you know like like you mean like i said i like academics wise like you mean like given like you know school is properly funded like i think schools like you know that's that's all set right um and you know i mean again like given like you know schools act like resources like service like that that you know, that, that that can vary mm-hmm. um and you know, mean i feel like you know in the, in the place that I was in my life, um, you know, heading into high school, I needed that, like, that, that, like... The structure? That structure. I needed that, you know, I needed those experiences. Because, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know... Self, okay. I wasn't the guy, I'm not the guy, I, well, I'm not the man I was, like, now, and, you know, see you before... I mean, well, you know, who that, was when they were 14 versus 18? Well, you know, I, I like, I, I was going through some serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, I was going through... Like, I mean, yeah, everyone was going through quote unquote identity crisis, but not teaching that I was right. Well, because okay. like, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't don't put the branding on that. Like, I don't want to label people because I know that you ultimately we're intimately aware of, of our experiences, yeah. right? We are not intimately aware of what others are going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in your experience, it was it was very you know critical, and it was yeah, it was a lot. Because like, I often you know this is this is this is gonna be quite grim, but. I often say, had I not went to high school that I did, you know, had I not met the people that I, I did meet in my life at that time, like I think that I would either be in jail or I would be dead. Like those are the only like conceivable options. Yeah. Like, I mean, because like yeah, because like because there was you know a lot of like because like yeah, in middle school I was the only black kid in my class, and I faced a lot of like racism mm-hmm. and discrimination, and it was there was a lot of like, there was a lot of anger that I had, and like and like did not have and I didn't have and I I did not have a healthy way of like. That like led of like you know, of taking it out right. Mm-hmm. I would just like act out in class and be late. And you I mean I was laying out. And plus I was able to like, like you know it's 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 bad enough when a black when a black kid, black man specifically like named like uh, the aggressive the stereotypical aggressive argumentative kid. So like you I mean like, carrying that and knowing what that meant, knowing how much it hurt, especially um, you know feeling like feeling not wanted, not welcome. Like like that's kind of what I needed, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying I'm not saying I wouldn't get that in a public school, but I'm saying like given given the circumstances at the time I was in my life, I needed, you know, I needed what I what I needed mm-hmm. to go to that. Um, to I, th- I think I think it's a case by case basis for people. Yeah. Um, so did you go? Well, thank you for sharing your experience. First yeah, of, all. of course. Uh, we like to be authentic on your pal Val, So I appreciate <laughs> your authenticity. I really do. Um, and I think a lot of us can have a different perspective from that of what we're we're learning about and other people's experiences because I think everybody has hard times yeah. and everybody goes through struggles but when you have that layer on top of it of like this is a systemic nature of the problem of the country that we're going through yeah. I can't speak to that and I thank you for doing that because it enlightens other people who might feel like well I go through hard times too but it's also like you don't have that layer on top of it Yeah. so my question for you is did you go to a public like kindergarten through 8th grade? No, I I went to um, public kindergarten through third grade. Okay, like I wanted, I went for only went for kindergarten through first grade. Like I said, like as an experiment, like you know. Wait, third grade or first grade? Kindergarten through first grade. Oh, so you went for two years? Yeah, okay. because like I mean, because you know, again, so yeah, like it was similar experience happened to me. I was oh, in like preschool, pre-K. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I was the only black kid. This was, was in a Catholic school, and like you know, what I mean, and like I was like you know constantly discriminated against, even and, at even at four years old. And like wow. I mean, like at four years old, you don't really think about that. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, like like you know, like like these I remember these girls. They would just pinch me for no reason all the time. Mm-hmm. She just wouldn't do anything about it. 
and like sometimes my teacher would just take my snack and just eat it like right in front of me. It's like some some stuff like that. Um, and my parents saw and like you know, like I guess I could play to my parents about it because I mean like you know mm-hmm. having I'm like yeah like like you know like and like they think my parents yeah like there's some days like woke up it's like I don't want to go to school today. And you see my parent and you know, my parents are like no nah, I don't want my kid to have that experience. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I just tried it out, and it's like, it's like no, we need that fifth aspect. So like, you know, but yeah, like, I would say that you know, Catholic elementary, like, they, like, I mean, it depends on where you go. Um, you know what I mean? But like, I was like, you know, like it, it wasn't like I, I, outside of like kindergarten. It's like I actually enjoyed kindergarten, first grade, but outside and and second grade, kindergarten through even though I went to private school, but like kindergarten through second grade, like I enjoyed them. But like my high school, my my um, academic experience for the most part from like in, in grade school, like, I did not enjoy because mm-hmm. it was because it was plagued with so much discrimination. It was plagued with so much like um, you know um, like racism and stuff like that. It was and like sexism, like stuff. it was like it was plagued with so much. You know what I mean? And, and like I feel like it's not it's not as present as it is in in public schools. So you know? in your so you went to private school starting in second grade. Yeah. So you notice the difference between your public experience versus yeah, private. like there was yeah, there like, was less discrimination in your Catholic schools. What you're saying? No, there was not. There was there's the same less, amount. No, 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 no. There's less discrimination in in my experience, at least like you're earlier on. There's less discrimination in public than it was in private, at least in the grade school. Because I feel like you know in Catholic middle schools and like the teachers have way too much power. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm like, yo, like, back up, like, get out, get out, get you out of my face. Me guess wait, say that one more time. There's less discrimination in public schools than in private schools. Yes. Okay. I feel in my experience. Okay, no, I'm not invalidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, I so they, so so this this happened in my sister's class, right? Like, she she's my my six year old sister. She's like two grades below, three grades below me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked about how to like, yeah, like you know, like you know. Um, one kid, you know, the past class homework. It was math homework. He wrote, he wrote, he wrote 100 for every all the answers. You know, mm-hmm. like and like it says in handbook, it's homework must be due before class. Mm-hmm. It never said anywhere that it has to be done with effort, mm-hmm. right? And so what the teacher does, she rips his homework and says, "Who do you think you are?" And blah blah blah. Like starts starts berating and I'm like, "Yo, like what's your deal?" Like, what, what, I said, what's wrong with this woman? He mm-hmm. he did his homework. He did it. He did it. I mean, he did it well. But that doesn't say that in the handbook, right? Like you know what I mean, or you know what I mean. Like like yeah. I feel like you know teachers have way too much power in private school. in private schools. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I get that, and I think that I don't really know much about the way the private school is run. I just kind of know that it's. You know, you don't. You're not held to a standard of how many days you have to go to school, and yeah. certain instructors kind of get away with more. They're not really bound by law in the same way. Yeah. And I understand where you're coming from in the sense that I'm fortunate with the public school that I did attend. You know, there was a lot of things that are not available to probably the vast majority of people that go to public school. So I I do recognize that, and I also think that there are definitely private schools out there that are underfunded as well. Yeah. And, you know, sure, indoctrinate sure. their children and i don't use that term lightly but yes for sure no for sure. and if we only allow them to see certain perspectives so i don't know what exactly we're learning and i guess i can't speak for every private school but i think you know there's pros and cons to both and in your situation it was good for you for, sure, for me for i think sure. if i went to a private school at least those in my area i'd feel a little bit more indoctrinated <laughs> i think i'm enlightened and I, granted i <laughs> of course we don't know everything i'm not saying i do no of course but I think that they're even just here. There are people that I encounter, and I just I don't feel that they were educated in the same way that I was. Mm. And I think that it's interesting that this is a private school, mm-hmm. and you know people choose that for a reason. And I, in my mind, I didn't think of it because I've never been to a private school before. Mm-hmm. And so, why did you choose Fairfield? Well, I I have a lot of different reasons, and that's like a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> but I. For some reason, it doesn't. Sh- it still shocks me when people say they went to private school, and I, maybe that's my own problem because I'm so like. It's not that I'm unaware of other people's experiences. It's just that private school just seems like a, a whole nother world to me. Mm-hmm. And granted, this is a private school, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe you don't seem indoctrinated to me, so that's good. <laughs> And yeah. like you said, I think we both agree that it's circumstantial based on your situation. For some people, it's a pro and con. And it's not like those TV private school kids being obnoxious. I mean, there definitely are those people. <laughs> I know my sister experienced more than myself. She likes fine. It was like, 
you know. I mean, you're, so you're saying your sister's a private school girl. No, no, no not my sister. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, because my sister, like, my, 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 my high school was, pre- was like, not pretty diverse, but it was diverse enough. I mean, because, like, yeah. like, it was, like, you know, 80 to 80%, 80% white and, like, 20% was minority, which is, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not good, but it's, like, better than most, right? My sister, yeah. my sister goes to school where it is 93% white, some minority, mm-hmm. and it's 0.01% black. Mm. My sister is one of five black kids in her school. She can count the amount of black kids yeah. in the entire school, mm-hmm. right? And you mean that she goes to she goes to a um, private school in Hingham, a private Catholic all girls school in Hingham. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, and she sees how like the girls be like, <sighs> you know, like they be sharp, sharp pay esque, sharp yeah. pay esque. Mm-hmm. You know, for those you don't know that reference, sharp pay is a character from Passy Musical. I think um, for a younger audience, um, Ashley Tisto played the character very well. What and mean? <laughs> and um, you know, like that, that's that's you know like. Like that's how they act. Like you know, what I mean, you're yeah. just like, yeah, like my dad has so much. Yeah, I'm like, entitled. what the hell is that? Yeah, like so entitled. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like yeah, I feel like that's kind of like what you're getting at. It's like, like yeah. the indoctrination because like, they feel entitled compared to everybody else. Well, okay. I mean, I think that there's an air of what you learn at home, and then also like indoctrination based off of what you're learning. Are you learning about why there's point zero one percent black students at her school? Like mm-hmm. that to me is. I learned a lot about yeah, yeah, those yeah. type of things. Gotcha, and some yeah. people just aren't aware. Yeah. And I think the lack of awareness, it's not necessarily that you have to feel bad about your circumstance. I think it's just that yeah. understanding why it is the way that it is mm-hmm. is the first step in making yeah, change. Yeah, no. I know for sure they ain't talking about our school. Like, she, you know, she tried to, she, she like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, p- trying to p- trying to push diversity in that school, it's not going to work, right? Uh, mm-hmm. she, she tried to do, like, a, a presentation for Black, for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I said, I, like someone, like someone asked her to do it. I said, "Don't do it because they're just going to waste your time." Like they, they, they just want, they want to show they have diversity, but they know that they're just going to waste your time. Don't do that. And she, like, mm-hmm. she didn't listen. It was fine. And yeah. I said, she did it. I was like, "Yeah, when they going to show?" I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't have time." I'm like, oh. I, she told me. I was like, "What did I tell you, bro?" I mean, they don't care about that stuff. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They but, just want to show that they have it for the face or the look of it, and yeah, reality. or and even like, so or even like in like group photos. You know how like the school posts stuff with that. Like, yes, that's like, something we've talked about a lot. In my like, room. you know, more. I mean, every school does it, but like, it's a des- it's desperate on them. To like do the it. same black because like yeah, they, they have they have to like you know find like you know a black because like in all yeah. the photos there's always like one black kid one Asian kid like all in one photo I'm like there's no way all these people are friends why is it in almost every photo one black kid one Asian kid mm-hmm. white and another white body I'm like no like miss me with that like come on you you ain't diverse like right. like they I'm, just want to see my like show. no you're you're in a you're you're in you're in a a, a very predominantly white town a rich town. Right, like you're in the South Shore. South Shore is, mm. is forty. Uh, yeah, you can look it up. South Shore of Boston. I mean, of I'm not aware with the Massachusetts um, area. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's very. Yeah. It's a, it's not complex, but I just mm. don't know how to explain it yeah. um, to to non to non Massachusetts yeah. residents. And so, yeah. yeah, and I think that's present in you know public schools as well. There's a ton of segregation based off of race, even still to this day. Um, it's, well, it's not systemized though. Uh, no, it's not systemized, but if you look at the sheer amount of numbers, I mean, th- just look at the stats, people. Yeah. It's it's not like, it's not like you know, the segregation in the way that it used to be. It's just that schools are still segregated by race. It's a fact. Look at yeah. that statistically. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a heavy topic. And I thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I really do. It's important um, that we talk about it, spread awareness, all these things. And I thank you for speaking to your experience on that. Of course. You know, I am definitely not perfect in everything that i said and i hope that the audience will be forgiving um but i appreciate that of course of course so we're coming to the final minutes of our show and we are going to close out with a song i think we'll close out first and then we'll just play the song and okay. that'll be the end of our episode that's fine so why don't you introduce the song yeah so <laughs> this song is uh juicy by the notorious big R.I.P. king um and uh yeah this song I, I heard this song, surprisingly enough, on a retreat that I went on. I was like, yo, this song hits. I mean, it, it, did, it, did, it, like, it did it like hit to, I mean, my, it did hit to my personal experience, but mm-hmm. like the beat, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, it, it, like it's, it's, it, it speaks to like a lot of black people experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like one of the originators of rap, 
you know, Notorious B.I.G., like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like, an OG of, like, rap. So, like, you know, an, an icon for many people. Um, and, like, you know what I mean, like, I listen, like it's on my songs on my workout playlist. It's, it's, on, my, it's on my on repeat and repeat what we whine. Um, it's on my 2022 Wrapped on Spotify. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I listen to yeah. it. I listen to it a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I use I use it in my acting class for like you know a um, a scene that we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just like it's a, it's a very it's a very I it's a very upbeat you know song. I think you guys will um, enjoy. So yeah. Well, I want to say thank you, Kevin, for coming. Thank on the you show. for having me. Yeah. It's been a meaningful episode, and I hope that those listening came away with something, <laughs> whether it be about the priesthood <laughs> or private school. I don't know. Um, and I will say, this is our second to last episode, so before we play the song, next week's the finale. Y'all, it's <laughs> been a ride. I cannot believe the semester is almost over, and I know you're all stressed with finals, and I thank those who are taking time out of their days to listen to this. And if it's later on, I hope that it all went well. <laughs> but next week is going to be just Val, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, so stay tuned for that. Secrets will be revealed. <laughs> and um, those of you who are considering you know listening over winter break let me know because i wasn't planning on it but people have expressed an interest in me releasing some stuff maybe i'll interview my hometown friends would you be interested in that i don't know let me know <laughs> and also i'll point out once again nobody called in so <laughs> shame on y'all <laughs> but anyway that's all for now pals it's val signing off and i'll see you next time and we're gonna sign off with juicy by the notorious big so bye everyone See ya, guys. Get a grip, yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kick Capri. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Schemes. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And personal with Robin Leach And I'm far from cheap I smoke stuff with my peeps all day Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way The Moet and Alize keep me pissy Girls used to diss me Now they write letters cause they miss me I never thought it could happen This rapping stuff I was too used to packing gats and stuff Now honeys play me close like butter play toast From the Mississippi down to the East Coast Condos and Queens in dough for weeks Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know, nigga Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50 inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone bill about two G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one room shack. Now my mom pimps a act with minks on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smile.
smiles every time our faces up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. Cause I went from negative to positive and it's all. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B Town in the house. Junior Mafia, Math Label. So... Okay. 